I am joined right now live by former NYPD officer Sal Greco. I spoke with him on Friday, but we ran out of time, and Mr. Greco uh, was fired by the NYPD, he says, for his friendship uh, with Roger Stone, a political consultant who has the uh, show on, on, uh, on WABC. But I also wanted to talk to Mr. Greco because he was on the job for, I believe, 14 years, and a lot of things are happening as it relates to police these days, as we all know. Good evening to you, Mr. Greco. Uh, Good evening, Dominic. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to talk with you. So since we spoke on Friday to when I asked you to come back today, an NYPD cop, we're going to get to your case in just a second, has been punched in the face by a 24-year-old Long Island man, the latest attack on police. This happened earlier today, Sunday, shortly after midnight in Times Square. Police responded to a call of a disorderly man at Broadway and 42nd Street. When police are now saying privately and off the record that what has happened as it relates to the migrants, giving them a, a free pass, that that opens the door for these types of incidents to happen. Is that true? And what is your reaction to this latest incident? And this was a uniformed officer. Yeah, see, Dominic, this is disgusting. And, you know, I hate to say this, but, of course, you know, people, I try to stay away with it, but obviously the, the person in the city to blame for a lot of this is actually Mayor Eric Adams. And the reason being is on one instance, you know, he's saying, all this this issue is going to destroy the city if we keep letting all these uh, illegal immigrants into the city. And on the other end, he'll hand them the the credit card. Was I read uh, just Friday about fifty three million dollars uh, set for a program where correct he's incentivizing them to stay. And you know now it's like uh, an every night occurrence that you're hearing that legal immigrants, whether they're part of some gang or whatever it is, they're out assaulting cops left and right. And with the way this is set up, Dominic, it's the bad guys seem to become the good guys, and the good guys are now the bad guys. So if if you're on the, you're in the street, especially in Times Square, where you know, Dominic, I've worked for years. That's always been uh, that area has a lot of emotion disturbed people, which is a whole nother issue that so you wait, have to deal with. So you, wait, you, you actually know, worked the Times Square area? Yes, well, I worked in Manhattan. I was part of a, a unit. It was citywide traffic test. So we would drive around. I mean, I was enforcing uh, vehicle traffic laws, but like, you know, on an off night, you would go around. You might even hear things come over the, the radio in regards to issues that happen in Times Square or in Midtown. And uh, I would drive around and you would see there's emotion to stir people everywhere. And that's separate from now the issue with all the uh, legal immigrants that are arriving and they're all over the place. And it's disturbing that I'm seeing a trend that seems to be every other night or every night you're hearing that they're now, you know, attacking police officers. And then what? How are we, are we going to put a stop to this? Is anyone going to be prosecuted, first of all, and bail? That was a whole other issue where the judge, why are you not holding illegal immigrants that are committing a violent crime? The number one issue there to hold them would be they would be fleeing the state or the country. That's the reason to hold them. But in a progressive-run uh, city where you have these, these judges like you've seen with Trump's own case where they have, you know, they, they believe in their own set of laws versus the real law, you know, the sky's the limit with, with the damage they're going to be doing. 
And my heart goes, I can't believe there's another incident again tonight. I mean, unfortunately, Dominic, this might be an every night occurrence now. Well, let me let me put this to you uh, this way, Mr. Greco. This uh, latest incident, and it is hard to fathom to believe that it's happened again. Um, uh, I don't believe it was a migrant man, but in this case, in this case, the officer uh, and I believe his partner asked the man, the 24-year-old Long Island man, to leave the area. And yet, when you look at what happened with the migrants, it was the same thing. The lieutenant and the officer were trying to shoo the migrants away. What's going on where it seems like there's violence when NYPD is simply asking people to comply and move on? What? I, I don't understand. I think it's uh, it has more to do. That's like a it's a it's a society issue, especially in New York, where it's an anti-police, anti-law and order kind of environment. Where you're giving, you know, we'll go back a few years. If a police officer tells you, "Hey, uh, hey, sir, you mind uh, not doing this, or what are you doing over there?" or just a simple question turns into, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, officer," and they'll back away. Now right. we'll have a like. Oh, who who are you talking to like that? Who are you? And 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 they they're already engaged to fight you, because there's no fear or respect of the law anymore. There's none. That's what it's become. It's a lawless society. Is what's going on in New York City and in many other uh, cities around the country. And it's you know, but you don't have you don't even have a prosecutor. You don't have a district attorney. Nobody's even so. Alvin Bragg. I mean, Eric Adams should be questioning him, saying. Why did you let those migrants go? Why, why aren't you prosecuting these people? But I believe, in a political sense, Eric Adams can't even tell Alvin Bragg anything because he himself has his own issues where Alvin Bragg is about to prosecute now the Eric Ulrich trial's coming up. So if he rocks that boat, he's afraid he'll come after him. So, I mean, it's like a game of chess out there, and it, it, it's involved public safety. And public safety should never be a political issue. And, and all these political figures we have running the city seem to be playing politics with public safety. And you cannot do that, Dominic. You can't do that. We are chatting with Sal Greco, who was fired by the NYPD. We're going to get to the details of his case in just a moment. And he will be taking your telephone calls in just a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Mr. Greco, One, two things I want you to listen to. One, Governor Kathy Hochul upping the ante, if you will, her rhetoric as it relates to this migrant attack on police officers. All I know is that an assault on a police officer means that she should be sitting in jail like there's an individual right now sitting in Rikers uh, pending your trial date. And the second thing I want you to listen to, Mr. Greco, anti-Israel protesters uh, voiced uh, anti-police chants clashed with officers at Columbia University stating things like NYPD burn in hell. Hey, hey, don't touch me. Give me my phone. Don't touch me. Yes, you got to go. Go home. Go make another one. Go home. So, Sal Greco, uh, uh, right after this, I'm going into the details of your case. If you're NYPD uh, these days, one, have you heard from any of your colleagues still on the job? But if you're NYPD, I mean, what what can you do under these circumstances? 
Gosh, I do hear from some some you know people still on the job to this day, Dominic, and they all say the same thing that the morale is in the toilet between the leadership of the NYPD under Eric Adams and out of town Eddie Caban and company, and then you see your own political figures where you know uh, it's funny now we hear Kathy Hochul demanding that they hold uh, an illegal immigrant to commit a crime and, and deport them. Where was this rhetoric for the last few years? This is, this is the first I've ever heard of anything like that. And, you know, as far as you hear these anti-Israel protesters, you know, a lot of these people that are involved in those protests are actually not even Palestinian or Jewish. These are anarchists that they hide and they jump into any cause because they want to be out there. And then here they go with the anti-police rhetoric. And basically it's an anarchist rhetoric. And, you know, the police have tried to stop They've actually had like instances where, you know, you're supposed to keep them from coming over to Brooklyn Bridge or going over to Manhattan Bridge. And they go from Manhattan to Brooklyn and cause property damage and other things. And, you know, again, it's a it's a it's a failure in the leadership because the leadership in the past would say, let's cut off the bridge under a mayor, Rudy Giuliani, who would absolutely never let any of these protesters cross a bridge from borough to borough. But Eric Adams, once again. You know, he might be busy with the nightlife. Maybe he's too busy at Conso Frito hanging out at night to realize, you know, make a call to the police commission and say, hey, we can't have anarchists running around in the city and damaging property and attacking people and our cops. And it's a complete breakdown of public safety. And it continues to this day. And it's unbelievable, Dominic. I'm stunned. I'm really stunned. Okay, Mr. Greco, Sal Greco, uh, as it relates to your case, you mentioned the uh, Bronx establishment owned by the uh, police commissioner's brother. One of the headlines as of late, the state liquor authority to open a probe into the restaurant, this Bronx, well, nightclub establishment, this Bronx uh, hotspot, which is popular with the NYPD and politicians. How does that make you feel when essentially you lost your job because of your friendship with Roger Stone. Oh, Dominic, I mean, deep down inside, it makes not only my blood boil, but a lot of people, including, I mean, if you, anyone listens to WABC, Curtis Lee would be the first one acknowledging this fact. I mean, for instance, the rule, you cannot wrongfully knowingly associate with someone who's likely or reasonably believed to have engaged in criminal activity. If you're stating that it, this is Roger Stone and they opened up a whole probing to me and how they treated me and they were chasing me around the city and all these crazy things they were doing. How do you not look at yourselves, including the police commissioners? Because the last three have been associated with this character who's a manager, I guess on his LinkedIn, he's the manager or creator of Concerfrito. That's Jimmy Rodriguez Jr., the infamous Jimmy Rodriguez Jr., who's a self-admitted criminal, a mob associate, according to sit-down news, and there's evidence of that. And they're all hanging out with him, the entire police department. Now you're hearing this place, Concerfrito in the Bronx, was under investigation by the state liquor authority, which is technically on paper, the liquor license belongs to Richie Caban. And that's the brother of the police commissioner, Ed Caban. And I'll tell you something else. I've just got word of this this weekend, Don. I'll break this right here. They have their own issues that they've been fighting the landlord. Okay, so so I just saw the stipulation here that they're, they're, they're agreeing they had a settlement with the with the with the landlord in regards to the stipulation that they're agreeing to leave, that they're going to rip that structure down that they have that's illegal. They also haven't paid the rent from for many months, 
after they're squatting in there, having parties with the police department on top of the violations they've had. I mean, Dominic, they, they opened the place and they had a violation immediately. They, they ordered the building's department, which you can look this up, ordered them to tear down the structure they had that's part of the, the, the facility. And that's where they have the parties. Then the, the fire department went in there, issued 20 violations to them in regards to the same structure, yet they continue to have parties. It's all over social media. The mayor's hanging out there partying. Uh, Carl Hasty, Letitia James, Darcel Clark, uh, Eddie Caban, half the upper echelon of NYPD are all hanging out there. And then here we are when we find out that the place has never even been open. And they all, and the bottom line here is, Dominic, they've all passed judgment on, on me in regards to an issue. They said I, I violated a patrol guard procedure because I'm friends with someone they don't like. But what about themselves? They should all fire themselves under the same under the same reasoning, right, Dominic? Well, I I hear you. So to person to a person listening uh, for the first time to you, Sal Greco, and they say, okay, what's this guy's beef? What 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 is he so upset about? What are you so upset about? Well, Dominic, I mean, I was treated as, if, uh, you know, they treated me as if uh, I was like uh, Roy DeMeo, part of the uh, murder machine uh, uh, of the Gambino crime family. They chased me around. Dominic, they, they said that I was Rogers' uncompensated security. I don't even know what this term means. The fact that I was in D.C. January 5th and 6th with Roger, and yet they, they themselves investigated me and found no civil or criminal liability on my half or on my behalf or Roger's behalf in regards to the events that happened that day or any events prior or after. And yet the way they pursued me and yet look at their own behavior, Dominic. I mean, in these, there are pictures from, I was being investigated, Dominic. They had internal affairs followed me. My father became ill. He he got ill with brain cancer. So I left my, my, at the time I lived in Staten Island, to Pennsylvania, where he was in a hospital and hospice dying, okay, and they followed me in a vehicle. And their reasoning is they had to check on me to see if I would, quote, come into contact with Roger Stone, who lived in Florida, which would have meant, I guess, I'm like, I had to drive to Florida and drive back to New York in the same day. So they followed me there. And while this is all going on, my father passes away. The immense pressure they put me and my family under for a nonsense, nonsense uncompensated security, and they even—they had no evidence of anything about security, never paid me. While they're pictured with Jimmy Rodriguez partying over there, this place should never be open, and Richie Caban was engaged in criminal activity, which is reckless endangerment. This is a tale of two, two, two situations, but it's apple. If you compare an apple to an apple, how do you say one is worse than the other without judging yourselves? You know, that, that's the whole point here, Dominic. This is crazy. The whole story is crazy. So one more time, your father was gravely ill, and you're telling me, because I find this hard to believe, you're telling me that internal affairs followed you driving to visit your father who was dying. That's correct, Dominic. In fact, uh, I not only have, it's not only even a fact, right? It's a fact, and I have the evidence for it because it was provided to me through discovery of the initial uh, department trial in the NYPD. There's a video of it too. And I remember somebody was tailing me the whole way there. And I said, this, who is this? Who could this possibly be from Staten Island to Pennsylvania? And unfortunately, Dominic, I, I had the, the distinction of watching my father die in front of me. And I have to see that this clown 
from their organ, their little group, Internal Affairs, who, by the way, sponsored a children's event at Consofrito while they have all of this mess going on there. They who, I believe, are supposed to investigate when you have a party. They have to investigate the place, the owners, especially with the police commissioner involved because he went to this party. So they investigated me under these circumstances and did all of this while they're, they themselves in the police department are hanging out with one Jimmy Rodriguez, two hanging out at this place with all these people. And, of course, yeah, there's a laundry list of rappers and uh, criminals and felons that are at this place as well. So, I mean, this is, I mean, how should I feel about it? I mean, how would you feel if this was you saying yeah, they're investigating you for this stuff and yet look at their own behavior? Well, as you know, Sal, and I, you know what? Let me save this. Uh, I'll save this point until we come back. We are talking with fired NYPD officer Sal Greco. I ran out of time Friday. I asked him to join me. Uh, he'll be with us for about another uh, 14 minutes. And coming up, coming up at midnight, we will discuss the very latest about the district attorney in Georgia. She's finally fessing up to her affair. In the last three hours, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis admitted to a personal relationship with an outside prosecutor she appointed to manage the election interference case against former President Donald Trump. In a 176-page court filing, Willis said she and Nathan Wade developed a relationship in 2022, but that there was no relationship prior to his appointment as special prosecutor. Willis denies any claims of misconduct and says there was no evidence that the relationship between her and Wade had prejudiced the case. And we are back talking live with fired NYPD officer Sal Greco. I'm with you until 1 a.m. this morning, uh, in which Frank Morano takes over at that point. The other side of midnight, Frank's been kind enough to ask me to join him into uh, the top of his show. So please stay with us, Mr. Greco. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm coming back to the details in your case. I'm curious as to what would have happened in your opinion as it relates to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg if that video did not go viral. Would we have seen serious charges against these migrants? I honestly believe you you, you would have seen either they get tossed out or they'd be you know, leveled lower because, you know, Dominic, I've noticed that the charge of assaulting a police officer, and I, even in my day on the job, it's never really treated serious. It really has to, it really depends on the situation. So anytime someone assaults a police officer, it should be handled very serious, but it, and it really depends on who it is and how it's charged and what's, what happened, because it's never really treated the way it should be. So I, I really believe had there not been all the public pressure of this incident by virtually everyone in the media, he would have just let this slide. And especially since we don't even know where these people are, where they ran off to, apparently what Fordham didn't make it to California. So exactly what I was stating about holding them without bail is true. They were going to flee. And now they flee, they flee and now they're going to have a manhunt across state lines. This is crazy. And this is all because 
you know, Alvin Bragg should have stepped in the minute they were arrested saying, we can't allow this with, to our police officers, respective of how every, you know, Jumani Williams or others feel about our police. You can't have people, especially illegal immigrants, assaulting them. I'm sorry, that's a crime. And we have to say, that's the last line of defense. And if you're going to allow people to beat up cops in the street, then society has failed us and, and, and it's over. So Alvin Bragg, should be embarrassed that he even let this happen. I can't believe that, that he had to go back on this. Now he's now he's going to uh, put a grand jury together. This should have been automatic, Dominic, right away, off the bat. Assaulting a police officer, are you kidding me? And especially in the fashion in which it was done. I'm looking at my Twitter, my ex, Dominic TV. Folks, you can reach me there. Shell Bell 777 a listener to the program, says she loved last week when you were on, Sal. She says, great listening to you. She wants me to ask you, everyone thought Eddie Caban would be the best uh, police commissioner. Then she goes on to say he's never heard from. Uh, Curtis talked about him big time. What a disappointment. Do you feel he's definitely been a disappointment? Oh, without a doubt, Dominic. This guy is probably the most disappointing police commissioner ever, period, end of story. And, you know, you had a good one who, unfortunately, will have to answer herself for the whole concert and and firing me and Cardi B incident. But Eddie Kavan from the – I mean, Dominic, when he was anointed police commissioner, you know he had a party at concert right? There's plenty of video of it. So he was essentially, he invited all his friends and all the police department, including Pat Lynch at that time. They all were there, and he's anointed police commissioner, and you see him get the microphone, and they anointed him as a police commissioner at Concefrito. So to me, I mean, Dominic, this looks like a scene from a mob movie. It's almost like Concefrito is the Raven Eye Club for this crew. And there's a crew of them, because there's Caban, uh, Jeffrey Madry, Kaz Daudry, uh, Wendy Garcia is a deputy commissioner. I mean, the list could go on and on of how many high-ranking people are there, and they all happen to hang out here. Not once, not twice. It's a lot. And it's a lot of times, Dominic. And I don't know. I mean, a, a, a police commission that's brazenly doing this in your face. And then for Christmas, you know, he wasn't even seen for months. It, like Curtis Lee kept saying, where the hell is Eddie Caban? If you look online, I'll tell you where he was. He was at every single event. He was at numerous events, hanging out, partying. So it's the nightlife police commissioner, much like the nightlife mayor. The administration as a whole, Dominic, they love to party. It's all about going out and rubbing elbows with people. And public safety and governing the city comes second or last. They only care about partying. That's the, that's the appearance here, Dominic. And it's sad. I mean, I can't believe we went from Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg to this. Well, we are now going to start with your telephone calls. We're talking with Sal Greco, fired NYPD officer, suing the department. He says he was fired because of his friendship with Roger Stone, 800-848-WABC, 800 Paulie in Westwood, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? So, I'm, I'm amazed. I was in New York City sanitation for years, and I refuse to go back to New York. I, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of going over there. My second question is, why can't New York City police turn migrants over to ICE? Isn't ICE a federal, and just let 
just keep dumping them off the federal jail. Okay, Sal, your your reaction? Hey, thanks for thanks for supporting the question, Paul. Well, the problem is that the ICE detainers themselves are never honored. Uh, this this is something that uh, it started under Ed Koch, and very recently, in around 2013 or 14, or right under uh, Bill De Blasio, unfortunately, they told us. I remember saying, if anyone calls ICE for a detainer and they happen to catch this. They will come down on the officer or the supervisor that informs ICE about an ICE detainer for a warrant. So even if there was a warrant, they can't honor it because they, if you notify ICE, there's a record of it through a telephone message log, which is where we, we log important notifications to people. And if they call and they catch that, they could punish you severely because that is the internal memos, the internal rule that you do not honor ICE detainers. And that goes back to one, Ed Koch, two, it's a police department memo since uh, Bill de Blasio. And I don't believe Eric Adams has done anything to change that either. So in other words, in other words, Sal, uh, and this is what I try to explain to people night after night. It's not really at the discretion of the officers, at the discretion of the city government and at the topper echelons of the uh, police department. Correct. That's correct. Dominic. It, it essentially a false of Eric Adams or a, with, a, with one decree of his pen to put an executive order in and say, okay, we're going to now start honoring uh, ICE, you know, ICE detainer warrants, and the police department could turn around and start honoring them themselves. But I guess, you know, maybe they should ask him that when he's at Concert Free Throw because he doesn't care to see about, he doesn't care about anything other than the party at night, like he was doing the other night at Zero Bond. So I don't see any of that changing, unfortunately, Dominic. Okay, thank you, Paulie. Let's go to Silas Staten Island. Good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, yeah, it's no mystery uh, why Sal was taken off, because he's a friend of Roger Stone, and Roger Stone is a friend of Trump. Anybody who's associated with Trump, they want to take, take off the table. So we know that if uh, he wasn't, they wouldn't have even bothered with him. And every from the top down, you can see how um, it, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. If you have anything to do with Trump, you're out. And just like what they're doing with the migrants here, they're making sure that citizens are afraid to protect themselves and they're making sure doing that since they couldn't defund the police they're going to make sure the police don't want to be police that's what they're doing here interesting and Bragg is just another thug In- interesting silas what is your reaction sal uh thanks uh I, cyrus for support i'll tell you this you know I, I i believe everything you said it's definitely a political hit what happened with me Bragg definitely is a political operative the way he's operating as a district attorney and i'll, and I'll say this you know Retrospective how people feel about Roger Stone. People like him, people don't like him. Feelings cannot determine how you go forward. It's always by law and things that you do with facts. The facts of this case are Roger Stone, people don't like him. Yes, he's a Republican. So they attacked him and Donald Trump by terminating me. But if you flip the script, while they're they're actually committing reckless endangerment at a nightclub where they're all together, okay, and they're associating with criminals and felons all day, which, by the way, 
Consafrito was in a publication, city and state, named one of the top 50 Democratic hangouts. So that's giving me a nod. If this was a top 50 Republican hangout, what would happen? Because it's definitely political and that they're hanging out. They're all buddy buddies. I mean, look who's there. Letitia James, she's the attorney general in New York State. I don't know what the hell she's doing with Jimmy Rodriguez and Richie Caban, but she's there. So is Carl Hasty. So you see the names. They're all Democrats. We don't see a Donald Trump walking in a concert freedom. In fact, I'm, you know, I keep hearing a rumor that Donald Trump wants to have a rally in the Bronx. Let's, I mean, uh, even if it's jokingly, but hey, let's have it in front of Consafrito. I hear, the, I hear it's, a, it's a great atmosphere over there, apparently, for, for politicians. Well, you, you know, thank you for the call, Silas. Let me say this, Sal. So uh, years ago, right? Or, and I've told you before, I've I've been to the uh, to the to uh, Jimmy's newest restaurant. I've been to all of his establishments. Full disclosure, yes, yes. right? And so yes. I've been to the newest one. I, I didn't see uh, any any elected officials there the the evening I was there, but I but I know how Jimmy rolls. Um, and but but let me say this: what comes to mind is Elaine. I, Elaine's. I don't know if you remember Elaine's, but back in the day, all of us used to hang out at Elaine's. You have a hard day's work. Uh, putting out the stories, and then you go to Elaine's, have a drink or two, hang out with the Hollywood crowd, hang out with other reporters. What's the difference? I know you're going to say to me a criminal element, but what's the difference? Well, the difference here is especially with uh, politicians and cops and criminals all at the same place. It's the appearance of free drinks, free, you know, it's going to be a conflict of interest. Is this the same thing as saying, you don't like that I was hanging out with Roger Stone, even though there was no monetary gain, there was no criminal acts being done. Well, what are you doing there? Well, clearly there are, there is something criminal. There's reckless, there's reckless engagement going on, and there's all kinds of allegations also, Dominic. Because there's another officer. His name. Are you there, Sam? Go ahead. Yeah. So Go that ahead. person, that this person. Romero, who sued the uh, uh, the city and the NYPD, he was an officer that made all these allegations before me about the Concerto and what's going on there. Did he so win? It, it, well, it's currently in the, in the court right now. He he, he made a, he made allegations because they terminated him for something else. And this officer Romero, in his claims, actually had the pictures of them associating with the with with the, with Jimmy. And, and Richie Caban and what's all going on. And, it, and it's all these allegations that everybody, I mean, it's like it's out in the open. It's like the 800-pound elephant in the room. One is discounted meals, discounted drinks. There may be things going on with women in there. There may be drugs, of course, because that's the history of Jimmy Rodriguez's place. There's always drugs and violence and all these things that occurred there, which, by the way, Dominic, that would automatically put it on an unlawful locations list. His history alone would, would tell the NYPD, it's like saying, this place is owned by a crime family. We know this, right? But, but oh, cops could go there and do whatever they want because it's a place of business. No, it's an unlawful location. Free drinks, free gratuities, all, all this kind of stuff. We have these things in the uh, precincts, Dominic, a list of places. There's, there's places in Mulberry Street right now, Little Italy, that we're on, put on an unlawful location list for this reason. Associations or past or criminal connections. So why is Consafredo not on there, especially with this guy's history? So that, I mean, these are all questions that would come up. These are things that would come up in, the, in a court case or something that should be asked to Eddie Caban or Kaz Daudry or John Shell, who come on this radio station, but are never asked an easy question like this. What's the deal with this Consafredo? How are you guys allowed to step foot in there 
when all of this stuff is going on, you terminate cops saying they violate these rules, but you're violating the rules times 10. I mean, how, how is this going? It's going to be one rule for everybody, Dominic. You can't have one rule for Eric Adams, another rule for everyone else. Well, I, I want to uh, do this. I, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. I, I have one question, actually two. The first question is, how can people reach you? We've received a lot of uh, interest in you. How can people reach you? One. Okay, so you can go. First, I have my own website. It's salgreco.com. You could drop off emails there. Also, uh, on Twitter, it's at the Sal Greco. It's the same on Instagram, at the Sal Greco. And on Truth Social, it's at head of the table. And the, the final question, Mr. Greco, what has been the impact? And then I'm going to take general calls uh, from the public. What has been the impact of you losing your job? I've lost everything, Dominic. I lost I lost where I, I can't live in New York. I had to leave. I lost my job. I lost my pension. I lost my savings. I lost a lot of friends. I, I mean, it was very hard. He can't get a job because I don't have a good guy letter. I, you know, I'm some guy that lost his job because they're saying I was associated with criminals and all that. So the impact of this has been very large on my family. I lost my father in the middle of this too. But I'm sitting here, Dominic, and I'm going to fight this to the end because, number one, I need to clear my name. Because my name, Greco, I mean, I was a top cop. In the, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, Dominic, but I was the number one cop for, for DWI arrest. I took pride in this thing. I mean, I was trying to, you know, I have over 50 awards under my belt, Dominic. I have nothing nefarious there. You know, you talk about cops that are active out there, Dominic. A lot of them end up getting sued a thousand times and have a million civilian complaint uh, on them. I, I, I don't have any of this stuff. But yet they wanted to label me as some flunky disgraced cop because I'm friends with someone that they didn't like because they want to operate on feelings and not facts, which is illegal in this country. So, you know, I'm here to clear my name and I don't want this happening to anyone else. And I'll always be someone's advocate because I will oppose this administration, which is the most single corrupt administration in history in New York City, because Eric Adams, number one, he's the best dressed mayor since Jimmy Walker, the most corrupt mayor since William O'Dwyer and the most incompetent mayor since Bill de Blasio. And if anybody doesn't see it by now, New York City being run by him is the reason you have all these problems today. Well, that's that's a lot to uh, to chew on there, Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, and calls are still coming in for you uh, as we speak, a former NYPD officer who was fired from the uh, department. He's uh, now suing and again, your issue is that you were fired because of your friendship with Roger Stone, but yet the mayor and top brass are at this restaurant uh, that that's that that uh, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for that that they shouldn't be at. Correct. Correct. It's uh, un- unsavory characters would go there. And at the, let's go back in history. Major League Baseball banned their own players from going yes. to Jimmy's old place. Yes. They so did. It's, they it's did. a history of this. It's a history of this. It's not just like one one incident. It's all thirty years worth of it. Hey Sal, I, I keep saying last question, but but I but I'm curious about this, and I'll let you go here. So, what about the argument that in the minority community, oftentimes the good guys, the bad guys, so the guys that make it out of the hood grow up with the guys that end up being mobsters and and criminals and everything else. And, and that, and that the worlds interact, you know? So like, like, for example, the time that I'm there, right? 
I know mm-hmm. at the next table there may be a drug dealer uh, when when I was you know from when I was growing up. I mean, it's the way of the world. What do you say to that? My my understanding and how I see it with this rule is that just because you know somebody or they're your friend and they may have done something 20, 30 years ago or in the past, it, as long as there's no criminal act involving you and this person or you're engaged in, there should be no issue with that. I mean, look, Eric Adams is a, is a cop. He was associating and acting as a bodyguard, which is technically illegal, which they're trying to say I did, with Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan, and Mike Tyson. And there was a whole thing with that. But in the end, is there really a problem with that? I don't know. I mean, to me, if you're friendly with somebody that has a record and you're not doing anything illegal with them, there shouldn't be an issue with that. But with them, they took this to the 10th level, saying you're guilty because they saw Red seeing Roger Stone. And, but the problem here is they're actually involved with somebody who's committing criminal acts right now. The fact that they're operating this place still to this day with all these violations and here, I mean, I just saw the court order. They owe the 14,000 illegal fees to the, I mean, this is crazy to the, to the landlord. The landlord tried to evict them. The marshal now could be enacted after the 8th of February here. They owe all this money. They didn't even pay the rent. I mean, these are criminal acts. In my opinion, that's reckless endangerment, keeping a place yeah. open yeah. with that structure open. Yeah, so and, and the, mayor, the in- mayor and the police commissioner have no place uh, being in locations like that. I got to wrap this up, Sal. I look forward to uh, checking in on your case from time to time to see how things are going. I thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you for the time, Dominic. It's, it's been an honor. Uh, thank you also to uh, Curtis Sleeval, who's like hitting the nail on the head every day about this because it's a lot of people always uh, asking me about this. Uh, same goes to Roger. Roger has his show here. And uh, uh, all the people out there that support me, whether you like me personally or not, this is an issue that should rock someone to the core because they could easily just take your life away over some made-up allegations. And meanwhile, we don't even know what they're doing because what they're doing is 20 times worse than what you could even imagine, especially with this. And we'll see where this road leads. We don't even know if the U.S. attorney's looking at stuff in this because, you know, in Southern District, is Eric Adams already has other investigations going on. I don't, I, we'll see what even happens with Frito because apparently they have to leave by August of this year. If they even do that, they don't violate anything else. So there's a lot going on, and I, I, I feel for the men and women of the police department and New York City. And uh, I hopefully this becomes issues that either, one, come up in the next mayoral election, and two that the, the men and women of the police department deserve better. And hopefully okay. moving forward, they have the support they need. Sal Greco, thank you so much for joining us. Dominic Carter here with you. Time for a break. When we come back, your telephone calls.